You're listening to the Grow Further podcast, dedicated to helping you on your journey to get from where you are now to where you want to be. I'm Christy. I'm Ellie. And we are your hosts. Grow further with us starting now. Welcome back to the Grow Further podcast. This is Chris and Ellie. And I have a question for all of you. And I just want you to like, and and obviously, Ellie, I'm looking at you. So I'm going to ask you. (laughs) But I want you you all to put yourself in this position. I'm ready. Hey, Ellie, uh, do you have a couple minutes? I have some feedback to give you. Uh, oh, man. I immediately, <laughs> What's I immediately felt my heart race when you said the word feedback. Right? It's so anxiety. I, I just said that and my heart is, yeah. it's, it's up. I'm, I'm taking a minute. My I heart need to rate take is a minute to like bring down that, that flight or flight response right now. Did I just say flight or flight? Fight or flight response. I feel like. The yeah. word feedback is triggering. And personally, I know we've talked about this before, before Chris, but our goal is to take back the word feedback. Yeah, we're going to try to come up with a certain, like a different word for feedback that maybe isn't as triggering, but we just want to break down just feedback for everybody today. We want to normalize why it is so triggering for so many of us, why it causes our hearts to go up. And Ellie, I- I'm curious for your perspective on this, when it does, it's not just for me when I get feedback, right? Like if somebody says to me, hey, Chris, got some feedback for you. Yeah, my heart rate goes up. But it's also when I'm about to give someone else feedback. Have you ever experienced that? I get nervous. I do. Even when I'm giving, so feedback is not exclusive to your professional life. Like I think that we are constantly giving feedback to one another. I'm constantly giving it to my partner. We're giving it to each other, Chris, you and I. And we also give it to others and receive it in a professional setting. So we're constantly, there's constantly a flow of feedback happening around us with the people we love, the people we lead, the people we serve. So I think it's really important that we remember that it comes in all different forms, but it's just as triggering for the person who is giving it. It's just as uncomfortable for the person who is giving it as a person who is receiving it. It's always that moment where your heart rate increases, you get a little sweaty, your you know voice might crack. And I always have that moment right before I'm going to you know say something that I know could be uncomfortable to someone I care about. I always have that moment of, of that fight or flight response. And that's normal. Yes. Can we just explore why do we get so uncomfortable? Yeah. What, what, what do you think? Besides the fact we, we like to be told things that we yeah, do well. For sure. <laughs> right. For sure. And wouldn't that be beautiful if that was the only, if that was the only part of the feedback, but we also have to grow. And in addition to being told what you do well and what led to the good result, that helps us to grow. But we also have to be told to, you know, Ruby's been getting on to me lately about I'm leaving yogurt cups with silverware around Uh-oh. the house <laughs> and in my bags. And it's becoming like a problem. So I got feedback on that lately that, <laughs> I'm not keeping my side of the bed or my bags or the house. And that was uncomfortable even hearing about my your yogurt, yogurt, your yogurt habits. Be- because, okay, I'm a perfectionist. I guess that's, I, I don't, it hurts me. It's like hurting to my yeah. soul when I'm doing something that bothers another person. But anyways, well, Ellie, I over think, to you. I think I- when we hear the word feedback, we automatically go to worst case scenario, right? We automatically go, go to worst case scenario. Totally. Like, oh, no. What did I I do wrong? wrong? We have that moment where we think about that. And 
Uh, it's so easy to catastrophize and go to the worst case scenario when we hear the word feedback. And because yeah. it has such a connotation of being able to tol- be told or having being told you're doing something wrong or you could be doing something mm-hmm. differently or you should be doing something differently, feedback can be triggering because we can sometimes take it personally, right? We personalize it. And I think that that's really important to remember that when we think about feedback, it's not about you as a person, right? You are not the dirty mm-hmm. yogurt cups you're leaving in your bag, right? Oh my you God. You are not those dirty. <laughs> I can't believe I just right? myself. You are not that. You are not that. Uh. That doesn't define you, but it's something that yeah. might be happening that, you know, Ruby doesn't appreciate or that Ruby doesn't love cleaning up the inside of your bag when there's... <laughs> I mean, can't you just see it like really a nasty did. yogurt spoon that's it. like on a... I, when Ruby listens to this, I just want to tell her publicly, I am sorry on behalf of Chris's <laughs> <laughs> yogurt habits. But, you know, I think that there are things that we can do that help us be better givers and receivers of feedback. There's a mindset that we can put ourselves in. There's really things that we can physically do in order to better prepare ourselves. And that's what we want to talk about today, because at the end of the day, we know that the word feedback is triggering. We know that we go into fight or flight, whether we're giving it or receiving it. That's normal. We know that because we can't control others and we can only control ourselves, the only thing you could do is take the only control you can have in a feedback situation is how you're reacting to it how you're giving it and how you're responding to it. So that's, that's true. That's true. That is the only thing you can control. So when we think about being a better giver or receiver of feedback for moments when we need to give it to those we love, those we lead, those we serve, um, those we work alongside or, or our friends, whomever, whomever we're thinking about needing to share a difficult moment with, what are some things we can remember or some things we could do, Chris, to put ourselves in the right space? You know, one of the first things that comes to mind for me is reminding yourself that when you do feel fight or fight or triggered for either way, you're about to give it or receive it. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you. And I'm saying that even to myself as somebody that in my previous role, I was responsible for offering feedback. I was responsible for for a one person for two week period of time. So I had to give them feedback on how they managed their team, how they taught in front of the room, how they communicated with their students. I mean, so the whole entire two weeks was feedback. And I just had, I never, it never got to a place where I didn't feel uncomfortable or nervous because I can't control the way that the person chooses to receive Mm -hmm. it. Like you said, I can only control the way that I try to offer it. So the first thing that I just want to say is no matter what level of experience you have with feedback, whether you've been, you know, a parent, a spouse, manager of a business or, a, you know, whatever, stores, um, nothing's wrong yeah. with you. Giving and receiving feedback and, and having that uncomfortable moment and going to that uncomfortable moment, yeah, or place, it means that you care if you're yeah. giving it and, and getting a little nervous. It means that you care um, if you're receiving it and somebody says, are you ready? Just don't feel like anything's wrong with you. It's totally normal. But what can we do, Ellie? Like well, that was your question. What can we do in those but moments? But I think if that's a good first help us. place to start, right? Remember that there is nothing wrong with going to that space. There's nothing wrong with feeling yeah. uncomfortable, feeling it's nervous. Normal. So, but you know what? It's as simple as it sounds. One thing that we can do besides remembering that it's normal is just take deep breaths. 
right? Think about the importance of just stopping and taking a huge deep breath. Yes. And whether you're about to mm-hmm. give somebody feedback, whether you're about to receive feedback, you know, in that moment, in that hinging moment of silence before the feedback comes out of your mouth or the uh, other person's mouth, yes. a deep breath can make all the difference. You know, the other thing that you can do is give yourself a feedback prep talk or pep talk, right? Yeah, or yourself, like a prep or yes. a pep. Either Get one. yourself psyched up to receive or give feedback. So what are some things that you could tell yourself or you could consider telling yourself as part of your prep pep talk? Um, well, for me, I, I'm just going to go to the to when I'm receiving feedback, right? When somebody says, hey, Chris, I got some feedback. When Ellie says, hey, Chris, <laughs> we just got done with the session. Can I give you some feedback? One of the first things that I do is I do take those deep breaths that you just referred to. Um, we see professional basketball players college basketball players take those deep breaths before free mm-hmm. throws, right? Before a big kick in a game. It's just something that we do to control our fight or flight response. Yep. It's completely normal that can help our mind to think a little bit more clearly. So in addition to doing something physically for the body, which is that taking that really deep breath, I'd like to control my mind and I like to tell myself, I'm about to learn something that's going to help me to grow. Yeah. I'm about to learn something that's going to help me to grow. This person is talking to me because they care about me. And I'm about to learn something. Yeah. It's not personal. So I say that to myself. It's not personal. I'm going to learn something new. That yeah. helps um, lower my heart rate and keep me more open to hearing what the person has that. to say. I love that. You know, something that I, I tend to do and try to remind myself in a moment of giving or receiving feedback is to assume positive intention. Right? Mm-hmm. Feedback is uncomfortable. And nobody would want to put themselves in an uncomfortable place or space if they didn't care, right? Like I have to force myself to be uncomfortable for those I care about when I'm giving feedback and when I'm receiving it, right? If I'm receiving feedback from someone that I know and I can assume positive intent from, then I know that they're trying to help me, right? What's also true if you never get feedback? Like on the other flip side, you know, like reminding yourself that obviously this person cares because they're taking the time to give it it almost sounds like I need to be, and we need to be more worried when we're not getting well, it. Well, yeah. So think about this. Feedback to me is like, okay, someone has the answers to the test and they're not giving them to me. They're hoarding them, right? And whether Ooh. I'm giving feedback or I'm getting feedback, either I'm hoarding them or or the person that could be giving them to me is hoarding them. And it's funny, you know, I always think about this example, right? Feedback for me is like letting your best friend walk around with spinach in their teeth. Not giving Mm. it to them is like letting them walk around with spinach in their teeth. Why? Because when you tell them, like if I told you, oh, Chris, you have something in your teeth, that feels uncomfortable. Which you've done. Which I have done. Many times in the same tooth. Well, (laughs) and it feels uncomfortable for a split second for you and for me, right? For sure. But it allows you to walk through the rest of the day with confidence because you know you don't got spinach in your teeth. Right? Exactly. At least not in that moment, not until I eat something exactly. else. Green. Exactly. But why <laughs> would you not want to tell somebody that you care about that you have spinach in your teeth? And why would you not want someone to care about you enough to tell you that you have spinach in your teeth? It actually increases it trust. Does. Like my trust in you to watch, to have my back. It's almost like when somebody is willing to offer you feedback, they have exactly. your back. You know, like they want you to do better. So, Ellie, I love that strategy. 
that you use to just assume positive intent, know that they wouldn't be coming to you if they didn't care. And on the same token, I do genuinely believe that if you never get feedback from anybody about anything, that's when I would be a little bit more worried. Exactly. Am I not being seen? Is somebody not observing me? So that's like flipping that nervousness of getting feedback, which is still going to be nervous, but always going to be that way. But maybe we could even start looking forward to it a little bit if we can say that to ourselves. No, I love that. You know, I think that there are also things in those moments when the feedback moment has started that we can actually do to be better givers and receivers of feedback. And that thing is just addressing that feedback is uncomfortable. So being able to say, man, I'm kind of uncomfortable right now, or I'm going to say something that's uncomfortable. I don't know how you're feeling, but I'm a little nervous. Exactly. Exactly. And being able to say that in both situations, whether you're the giver or receiver, exactly, that can lower our threat levels. It can deepen the connection and trust between two people. And it normalizes the fact that feedback is uncomfortable. It is. Right. It just is. And then that might even cause you to laugh a little bit. That's true. Right. Which if you say, I don't know, I'm a little nervous. Are you? And then they say, yeah, I'm a little nervous too. Then there could be a little bit of a laugh. And we know Ellie and I talk about this all the time, like that little bit of laughter that can cut some of that tension and just get you more open to the conversation. So I love that, Ellie, you know, because we talked about the breathing, the mantras before just to get yourself mentally ready. But now when the conversation started, that is a strategy that you could use is just say, oh, man, this is uncomfortable yeah. a little bit. And Chris, I really mm-hmm. would love for you to share this last strategy that we want to offer because it's something that you brought into my purview that I never thought about before. Um, and it's about how yeah. you kind of phrase the conversation or how you you like frame up the conversation, too. Uh, yeah. I mean, and so this goes for, you know, and I think back to the folks that I've offered feedback to all the times that I've gotten feedback. And I think about what really stood out to me as those moments during the conversation that really lowered my anxiety or threat level and kept me open. And one of those things is we can simply just after we have that laughter chuckle of like, I'm a little nervous. Are you? Um, if I'm giving the feedback, sometimes I'll say, hey, yeah, me too. Uh, what What is the best way that we could go about this? How would you prefer to get the feedback? Would you prefer to tell me how you think you did? Or would you prefer that I offer my observations and then we could kind of go back and forth and share examples of things that we saw and things like that? You know, what would work best for you? Um, Nine times out of 10, people say, well, well, I shouldn't say nine times out of 10. It's probably more like 50-50, to be honest with you. Somebody will say, I'd rather you just... Get into it. Give it. Yeah, give it to me. You know, yeah, just yeah. give it to me. Yeah, just just share share Let's your thoughts with, with me. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. I mean, yeah. come on. You know that there's a lot of people listening right now. You all listening? Some of yes, absolutely. Sometimes like let's just get it over with. And then there's other people that are like, actually, I'd really love to offer feedback on myself first, yeah. um, because then I can at least like share why I did what I did, or you know, talk through my strategy, which could improve the feedback that I offer because now I have a better understanding of why they did what they did and why they chose that particular direction or went in that particular way. So that's one example is just to put the control back on the person receiving it in some way. Give them some Well, and if a person doesn't ask you and you're the receiver of feedback, there's no harm in in saying, hey, would you be open to letting me give feedback on myself and then you can share with me or or hey let can i guess where you're going with this or could you start with you know my strengths and then we can go into the opportunities like there's so many ways even yeah. as the receiver of feedback for you to be able to vocalize what you want um and how you want the conversation framed up because it should be yeah. that it should be a conversation right 
That's huge. Conversational, not one-way street. Yeah, it, it really is yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. huge. You know, it's funny because when you think about feedback, right? I think about a microphone and it's like when you have a microphone, yeah, Screech. it's like, but it's a two-way thing. You have to put the microphone close to the speaker or the source of the power in oh order my gosh, for it that's to, so true. to yell back at you. So it's a two-way conversation even then. But to kind of summarize everything, whether you're giving feedback or receiving feedback, remember feedback is uncomfortable for everybody. The things that can help you are deep breaths, giving yourself a prep pep talk, openly addressing how uncomfortable you might be, and then also making sure that there's open conversation around how the conversation could go and giving a person the opportunity to choose. And we hope that those things, we know they help us and we hope they can help you be a better receiver or giver of feedback. And that goes for any person that you're giving or receiving feedback from or to, especially when it comes to those personal relationships, because sometimes that's even more difficult because you care potentially so much more about your home team. You know, it's easier to exactly. it's easier to give feedback to people that you don't know as intimately, um, and it be, it feels more personal when you're giving it to the people that you love and your family, friends, partners. It absolutely can feel that way. And, and, and so we encourage you to try one of these strategies. And if we didn't mention a strategy that you leverage, Hey, maybe just be more intentional about it. If it helps you to receive or give feedback in a way that helps you or the other person grow. And that's exactly what we want you to do between now and next time, which is just to grow a little bit further. Everybody take care. We'll see you back soon. Bye y'all. Thank you for listening to the Grow Further podcast. If you'd like to help us grow further, please subscribe. And don't forget to let us know what you thought of today's episode.